Tuesday, 26th of September, 2023. Maybe today. And indeed, now I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Acts 20, verse 25. The word should be more precisely translated, And now, behold, I have known that no more you will see my face, you all, among whom I passed through proclaiming the kingdom of God. C.G. In the previous verse, Paul noted that he was doing his utmost to finish the race set before him. Therefore, he was unmoved by the thought of chains and tribulations. With that remembered, he next says, And now, behold, I have known that no more you will see my face. The words, have known, are in the perfect tense. He came to realise this at some point in the past, and the feeling remained true at this point. Paul felt his work was done in this area. This is seen in Romans 15, 23 and 24. But now, no longer having a place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come to you, whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you. For I hope to see you on my journey, and to be helped on my way there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. Despite this, his words almost seem to indicate a feeling that he would never be able to come to them again, maybe because of the prophecies mentioned in verse 20-23. The Lord used him in the area before, allowing the trials that he was destined for. However, he didn't know God's plans, and if the accepted dating of the pastoral epistles is correct, he did go to Asia again. This is noted in 2 Timothy 1.15 and 2 Timothy 4.13 and 20. This probably included time in Ephesus as well, but that is not positive. The reference is seen in 1 Timothy 1 verse 3 where he told Timothy to remain in Ephesus while he went to Macedonia. The meaning seems to be that he was in Ephesus and had Timothy stay behind when he left. Further, he doesn't say that he won't see them, but that they won't see him. This may be alluded to in 2 Timothy 1.15. This you know, that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Phygillus and Hermogenes. Therefore, Paul and Timothy may have gone to Ephesus, and the people refused to greet Paul. So Paul said, Okay, I'm out of here. See what you can do. And more, it could be that those he knew in the church had died or dispersed by the time of his return. Therefore, his next words cannot be considered a false prophecy when he says, You all, among whom I passed through, proclaiming the kingdom of God. Paul is speaking to a certain group of people, and we have no idea if he actually met up with this group again or not. Something similar may have happened in Ephesus, as happened to a church John wrote to in his third epistle. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does, prating against us with malicious words. And not content with that, he himself does not receive the brethren, and forbids those who wish to, 
putting them out of the church. 3 John 1 verse 9 and 10. There may have been such drastic changes in the church structure that people Paul is now speaking to may have been put out, or they may have allied with the doctrine of someone like Diotrephes. Despite the difficulty that is present on a cursory reading of his words, there is no reason to question the reliability of the Bible from this verse. Life application. It is more important to remember that not every statement recorded in the Bible is true, but that everything the Bible records is the truth concerning what occurred. In other words, there are people who lie in scripture, such as Rahab when she lied to the king's men who came looking for the spies. That is recorded in the Bible, but it is not true what she said. However, what the Bible records is the truth of what occurred. Paul really spoke to these men in Miletus. However, what he said may or may not have come about. This does not call into question the integrity of the Bible at all. He is not necessarily prophesying. The only claim made concerning the Holy Spirit's testifying is that chains and tribulations awaited him. That happened. The rest is Paul's passionate words about what he feels will transpire. And as noted above, what he says here may actually have occurred. There is enough in scripture to at least hint that it is so. Therefore, if someone comes challenging your faith in the reliability of the word of God over a verse like this, don't despair. The Bible fully confirms what it says and what it proclaims is accurate and reliable. Have faith in that. We have a sure word. Lord God, help us in our times of doubt and weakness. Provide us with the assurances we need concerning your word and how it affects our lives. We come to you in faith, so be with us and direct us all of our days. Amen. <laughs>